what I suggest is keep lists for what you need to do, what you need to buy, and where you need to go. When it comes to saving money on transportation costs, in my view, it's the little actions that will add up. At the same time you're saving money, if you do this well enough, you'll also be contributing to make our planet a better place to live by consuming less. Welcome to the Financial Verse podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Financial Verse podcast. I'm Harry Stout, your host. We're all seeing the impact of inflation and higher energy costs on our out-of-pocket outlays for transportation. There have been large increases in the costs of fuel, parts, and part shortages, and really significant new and used car price increases. To save our budgets, we've reached a time when we should be asking ourselves what actions we should take to reduce our household expense, if you will, for transportation, as well as taking a look at our carbon consumption and our carbon footprint. So in this episode, what I'm going to do is address 10 actions you can take to reduce transportation costs. Now, I've taken this material from my book, The Financial Verse Guide to Savings, 600 Cash Savings Ideas. Actually, in that book, I give you 34 ideas on what you should do or what you could do to reduce transportation costs. So today, I'm going to cover 10 with you, and I'll put a link in the show notes to a blog post I recently wrote that, uh, that contains all 34 ideas for you. So here are the 10 ideas I think that are comprehensive and are realistic to implement. So here we go, let's begin. First off, number one, consider getting rid of your car. I know that sounds radical, but I think it's something we, we should consider. Really, do you need a car? Do you have alternatives that don't cost as much in terms of time and money? And it might be easier getting rid of your car altogether. Maybe you live in a city that's possible. You pay high costs for parking and uh, parking, costs of gas, and maybe the public transportation is available, buses, subways, trains. And by getting rid of that car, you really eliminate a lot of expense. Typically, you're going to have car payments, insurance costs, repairs, registration fees, taxes, uh, inspection expenditures every year or every several years, potentially any tickets you might get if uh, you're not a friendly driver, and obviously gasoline and and oil costs for your car. So getting rid of a car, that's something you should think about. Is there an option for you? Number two, another idea is to cut back on the number of cars in your household. Now, this could be a big one. Today in the United States, the average American family owns over two cars, 2.28 cars, and more more than a third of households own three or more vehicles. Now, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average household spends about $11,000 a year on transportation, and that's their second largest expense, and much of that's going for maintenance, gasoline, and car payments. So if you can live on one less car in your household, you can save big money. And now I know this is one of the tougher money-saving tips that you have to consider because we all love our freedom of movement, and particularly we love driving. Our vehicles give us freedom. It may take you some getting used to, but by cutting back to just one car, you can save at least $5,000 a year. So that could be a major savings for your household. 
Number three, drive your car longer. Now, the average car on the American highway today is about 12 years old, but some of that has to do with the fact that the cars are better manufactured and they last longer. But with new car prices being around $50,000, believe it or not, and higher used car prices, you may want to look to hold on to your car for a few more years to avoid car payments and additional costs. Now, this is particularly the case if you've got a good repair history. Maybe you're in great, in great shape. It doesn't cost you a lot in terms of repairs each year. So overall, my suggestion is drive it as long as you can. And it, as long as it's cost effective to do so, you could save yourself a lot of money. Number four, use public transportation whenever possible. Whether it's a subway, train, bus, cable car, or ferry. I used to take a ferry, believe it or not, to work. You can beat expenses like gas, tolls, or even insurance by making your daily commute through public transportation. So for the sm a small percentage cost of owning a vehicle, you can get from one side of town to the, to the other. To work, if you're, if you're working in the office today, many of us are going back, and to important events. Each time you're able to leave that car behind, you will be saving money. Number five is kind of consistent with this one. It's comparable. Consider using ride sharing options. And instead of owning a car, you can use ride sharing services, sharing cars if you want, carpooling if you need to. So think about that one. Use those ride sharing options as much as you can. And for many people, it saves significant amount of money, particularly if you're in an urban location. Number six, and this is a hard one, it's called, you know, it's pay me now or pay me later. And, and, and what it means is you need to carefully maintain your car. That check engine light on your dashboard and the rattle in your muffler will cost a lot more tomorrow than it will today. So you need to eliminate costly parts and labor charges rather than waiting until your car breaks down and it becomes an emergency situation, quite possibly requiring you to tap into your emergency fund or maybe take a loan or use your credit cards. Effective maintenance includes keeping up with the service schedule, changing the oil as needed, and keeping your tires properly inflated and rotated. I can tell you that I get better gas mileage and my cars last longer when they're properly maintained. So proper maintenance is key. Number seven, this is one that's going to help in addition to your fiscal fitness, and that is to consider walking more. For example, walking a few blocks to the grocery store for that jug of milk will get you some exercise help the environment, and put off your next trip to the gas station. So every bit of activity helps keep you in shape. So consider walking more. Number eight, look to drive a more affordable car. Today, vehicle loans or lease payments can be very expensive. Examples is new car loans are stretching out six or seven years in order to create affordable monthly payments for households. This debt load stretches the cash budgets of many households. In addition to the payment, remember, for every car you have, you've got gas, maintenance, insurance, taxes, registration costs, and more. So if there's a way to, to get a more affordable car, one that better fits into your budget, one that you don't have to pay car payments forever, similar to a mortgage, it's something you should take a look at, something you should consider. Number nine is a favorite of mine. Get gas at your super your superstore centers. So if you're a member of Costco or Sam's Club, you know gas prices can be significantly cheaper 
when you go to these superstores. It's just a fact of life. And by the way, while you're there getting gas, you can also stop inside and probably save money on groceries in addition to saving money on gas. And number 10, I think is when more and more of us are going to have to do, and I've been doing this a lot recently, which is to plan your day to save on transportation costs. And I think a lot of us are starting to do this. You know, you drive home from the grocery store and realize you've forgotten the dry cleaning. So you drive to the dry cleaner, which is located two doors from the grocery store. You then return home in an hour late, take your son to his music lesson in the same shopping center. So over time, you're putting extra miles on your car, and these can cost you a lot in terms of maintenance and wear and tear, as well as gas expense. What I suggest is keep lists for what you need to do, what you need to buy, and where you need to go. You know, it'll save you a lot of money, but also probably save you a lot of time and a lot of frustration. So that's it for today, folks. Uh, 10 ideas to help you save on transportation costs. I'm linking in a blog post that'll give you 34 ideas on how to save on transportation costs. Some are smaller, but overall, I think they're all intended, and I think they're all well-intended. Some good ideas for you to use. We all need to reduce our cost of energy. I don't think this is going to go away for some time. I can see 2022, 2023, and 24 with gasoline prices and oil prices, fuel costs of, of all shapes and sizes, if you will, being as high as possible. So when it comes to saving money on transportation costs, in my view, it's the little actions that will add up. At the same time you're saving money, if you do this well enough, you'll also be contributing to make our planet a better place to live by consuming less. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to our next session together. Thanks for listening today. The Financial Verse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financial Verse, please visit financialverse.com.